When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. We'll get to the New York subway shooting in a second. Um, as far as inflation goes, and you're hearing all sorts of stories now, and what you take from it is this is going to be around for a while. It's going to get worse. Of course. So just know it. But now the blame shifting is going all over the place. Yeah. And the vice president spoke. Yeah, vice president <laughs> Man. Vice President Fortune Cookie Kamala Harris is weighing in on historic inflation. And, well, this is what she said during an interview with Philadelphia's ABC News affiliate. What I can say is that people deserve to know that their president, that our administration, is concerned enough to do something about it. And so that is what we are doing. When we released a million more barrels a day, from the the strategic the petroleum reserve uh, it was a dime a gallon uh, okay. let me get this straight so far so i can follow people deserve to know that the white house is concerned that they're losing tons of money every month because of inflation and that they're going to do something about it yeah well thank you for being concerned about the little people <laughs> taking time out of your busy days. Um, fun. It was for that very reason, to bring the prices down, and we've seen the prices of gas go down. But we have to, keep, we have to be vigilant, and we have to keep working on this. And, um, and we, we do know that we also created over 7 million jobs. <laughs> they didn't create. We are Nothing. Still, we have still not hit pre-pandemic levels in terms of the number of jobs out there, the number of people working out there. We're close. But you haven't created anything. Okay. Again, another example. I hadn't heard the audio till right now. She's trying to say something that seems big and intelligent. Right. And it's just this word salad mix of you end up going, okay. A dime a gallon, and you're going to continue to work because you care. One of our listeners sent me a the note work. said, what dressing goes best with word Kamala word salad? <laughs> <laughs> said, well, gee, I don't know. I mean, David, when you heard that for the first time, what's your instant reaction? My instant reaction is it sounds like a middle manager trying to, uh, I don't know, play for time during a quarterly report with their boss. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and you, you notice, know what? That might be a better descriptor than you had before, which was the book report for a book you never read. Yeah, in school, mm-hmm. I, that sounds more accurate, honestly. And I thought you nailed it the first time. Well, it, yeah, it's like always trying to just throw as many buzzwords out there as possible, 
And, you know, some of this has to be explained visually when you see her giving statements like these. It's getting worse now. You can hear she's a little breathy. Yeah. She's kind of out of breath all of the time, and her hands are going around wild like like she's Beto O'Rourke on crack or something. I mean, I, it, it's it's incredible to me because you know that this is a person who realizes how in over her head she is. Yes. Everything's blowing up around her. This is not the coronation that she thought it would be. And she knows it. Yes, she does. Okay. that That's a huge issue. I hope, honestly, that it's a learning lesson for people. Okay. You need the best people for the jobs. And sometimes that might also check off a box for you. But if your first task of finding someone for a job is to check off a box instead of finding the best person for the job, that's what you get. It's... I mean, it's crazy that that person is the vice president. You knew when she ran that she wasn't ready for the moment. You know, sometimes I get the impression she's just not very bright. Yeah. Just kind of figure that out. Yeah. That's you're, part you're of right, it. though, about the pontification of words and choosing them carefully oh, and God. parsing them. Because, again, she sees herself on top of the mountain talking to the masses, delivering this incredible inspiring message right. and it's just it's nutty yes <laughs> it, it's like the guy the kid that wants to be michael jordan and he's going out there carrying himself like he's jordan but he can't even dunk right. let alone beat anybody one-on-one it's it's it, okay you gotta move on <laughs> i'm stating the obvious right now yeah. all right let's get to the subway shooting in new york golly all right so the cops are still looking for the dude they say shot up a subway in brooklyn yesterday morning uh they are saying now the suspect initially he was a person of interest but now they're saying he's a suspect 62 year old frank james now this is a guy and stop me if you've heard this one before he was on the fbi's radar had been interviewed multiple times in 2019 they closed the book on it because the fbi was too busy creating fake crimes dealing with the Trump administration or people they saw as Trump supporters. Right. Did Has the FBI ever apologized to Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, by the way, for orchestrating a kidnapping and murder plot? Not that I know her? of. Okay. He was also in the Guardian lead system, which tracks domestic terrorist suspects. He posted a ton of videos online, basically calling for a race war in this country, and I'm wondering, when are we going to have the national conversation about Black Lives Matter-inspired domestic terrorism? Well, well then, first of all, that's a racist statement. No, it's not. He was literally inspired by the idea uh, that this is a, uh, a fundamentally racist country. Yeah. And that if black people didn't stand up and do something, white people would enslave them again. He wanted a race war. But aren't we always told racism only goes one way in this country? No. That's what the left always says. You know, and the amazing thing about it is, David, I've I've watched some of these videos of this guy. He had a platform for it. Yes, he did. Nobody was yanking his stuff down. You know, what's incredible, too, because we hear time and time again, the biggest threat to democracy, domestic terrorism. Yes. But they never talk about this kind. No. And some of the most vile things I've, I've, quite frankly, ever heard came out of this guy's pie hole. And he was allowed to just propagate it whenever he wanted. Well, wasn't that 
pretty similar M.O. to the guy that ran down a bunch of people in a Christmas parade in Wisconsin? The same sort of rhetoric? Whatever happened to that story, by the way? No, it went away. Gone. It didn't fit a narrative for legacy media. So who cares about those people? No. Man, oh, man. Here's the other thing. How is it all the cameras don't work? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that, boy, that's a head scratcher, isn't it? I, I don't understand it. I mean, how many times has this happened in New York? I'm thinking about Epstein. Oh man, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, different things just went out all of a sudden. Yeah, they they have a systemic uh, bad camera issue in New York, apparently. I guess. Um, update here, you know. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said, hey, these people coming in illegally, uh, we've told you for a long time, White House, D.C., we can't take anybody else. Uh, We can barely get people to go down and do their jobs down there. We're infiltrated. We're sending people on buses to your town. It was on Fox and Friends this morning. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, we think we got our first bus here. Yep. Sure did. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looked like, here it is again. I think it was like the fifth person to come off the bus was female. Everybody else, just single male dudes. And you always think, you know, refugees coming into the country. That's the way the left will sell it, right? The downtrodden. And we got to be there to help them out. I guarantee you, the clothes people were wearing, nicer what you're wearing today, Scott. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not saying Uh, much. Me too. It's a low bar, but yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. No, I know. I I completely understand. Yeah. Getting some new phones. Um, and it was funny to hear the morning crew on Fox and Friends try to figure it out as it was going on. And I think it was Kill Me that said, looks like they got uh, some uh, gear from Dick's Sporting Goods. Maybe it's going to be like P.E. Day. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. But, you know, they're getting all their instructions as they get off the bus. And I think this is going to continue. That's the plan, isn't it, David? Yeah, it should. I think they're really telling on themselves in D.C. that there weren't a bunch of uh, Democrats out there welcoming them with open arms. Absolutely. Because that's what they're that's what they're telling the rest of us to do. Right. Hey, you know, if you get a whole bunch of dudes that we don't know, you know, who they are, where they're really coming from. We don't know what their intentions are. May not be bad. May be bad. Who knows? But you're just supposed to take them with open arms. Right. That's what we're told. Where's the welcome wagon? I don't know. Where's Joe Biden and that horrible human being, Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady? Where where are they out there? Like handing them, like, I don't know, fresh mochaccinos or something. Well, not only that, I mean, this would have been a good time because I know Kamala is still on the case to figure out root causes. Yeah. I mean, is she going to go out there as they get off the bus and say, I just want to know what made you want to come here? Is she going to do that? Not today. <laughs> no, not, not surprising. Maybe they've got a slow-pitch softball game planned between the Washington illegals versus the Texas illegals. (laughs) And the winners get to stay. (laughs) That would be more popular than Major League Baseball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. ESPN presents. Uh, By the way, David, you have the story. I saw a little blurb. Biden speaking. Did a bird crap on him? (laughs) It looks like it. It did. He's giving a speech in Iowa, and uh, all like I don't know what. A few minutes into the speech, you get this little smear that suddenly lands on his on his left shoulder. Come on, man! Yeah. <laughs> now the the White House is saying that it was like that it was corn because he was in a silo, right? 
that's what they're saying. It was corn, but, you know, we, we, we still do not know. And so the palace intrigue is at a very high level. I mean, I have not seen this much interest in a smear on somebody's clothing since the late 90s. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ghost of corn pop. It shows up right there. You having a good time, Joe? <laughs> uh, it never stops. Oh, Putin sent that bird. Oh, buddy. Probably, yes. Um, now, if you have a charity, you're collecting money, people want to know where the money goes, right? Transparency? Well, that's racist. It says BLM. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robert Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you give money to a charity. You want to know how it's being used. Charity yeah. Navigator, sometimes you can use a source like that to find out, hey, where's the money going, right? You told me about that a long time ago. Yeah. I've used it numerous times. It helps. Yes. Because you want to steward your money the right way in an organization that's going to spend mm-hmm. it the way you would want them to. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to be careful for what organizations you're trying to look into. Say, Black Lives Matter, for instance. If you want to know about that, well, just know you are racist. You don't have to take my word for it. I think that's what they're saying, right? Yeah, Black Lives Matter is in some tax trouble because they were raking in tens of millions of dollars in 2020. They bought a bunch of houses with the money, and they didn't file the proper tax documents, and now they're acting like they're the victims. Now, the Washington Examiner got video of the organization's co-founder, who is no longer officially part of the organization, Patrice Mm -hmm. Cullors, Mm -hmm. who claims that actually asking about their tax status is a racist conspiracy. Yes! Of course. It's an experiment. If they win, then it's the next black-led organization. Yes, it is. And then it's the next black-led organization, and it's the next black person who's leading that. And so it's so important that we pay attention to what's happening. (laughs) Numbing. Just numbing. Just think of this as like a college course in grifting, okay? (laughs) It's a master's course. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. How to dupe millions of people and Fortune 500 companies. Corporations. And he giving you money. Masterclass right here. And we don't allow for, they, and they have this so, they know what they're doing, like how to create the infighting, how to create the distress. Yes. We have to stop it. We can't, we have to stop it before they do it. <laughs> we have to shut it down. We have to be showing up against it. And so that has been really important to me too. Like, Okay, showing up against it. How do you do that? Go to the IRS and pick it and yell and scream? I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, if if past is prologue, then I think that's an actual threat against the IRS. Sounds like it. Hmm. Some people get in trouble for that. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Miss Colors. Taking the time to kind of stand back and watch it happening and being like, oh, this is how this works. Like, we we are literally the experiment right now. Oh. You didn't pay. T- well, yeah, there's the tax issue. Yes. You bought houses for family members. More than one. And when questioned about it, said, well, they are black lives. Uh, I, 
can't argue with that. I'm not quite sure that's where the money was supposed to go, according to the people that were giving it to you. I think they were talking about inner city kids, stuff like that. But, hey, whatever. And then you buy a $6 million mansion. And at first, you didn't know how to answer the question when it was first brought up. And then it was a retreat center. Yeah. Correct? The creator's house. Yeah. uh, Well, that, that came later. The first answer was, it's got to be a place because some people are under threat for their lives and they need a safe place to stay. What, $500,000 house? That's not going to do it. You need a $6 million house. Okay? And then when that wasn't quite working well enough, then it was a creator's house. Yes, where we're going to do a lot of stuff. Because if you can't get your mind free enough where you're at, Chances are this $6 million property, you can free your mind pretty well. Be creating cannonballs in the pool. <laughs> That's out back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and now if you question it at all, you're racist. That's that's a beauty right there. Um, sad news, Gilbert Gottfried lost his battle with muscular dystrophy. You know, that's 67 one of those things, years old. Right, you hear about the death, you didn't even know they were sick. A lot of times that doesn't You happen. know, it just, boom, there it was. But well, how did you feel about that Well, when I'm, you heard about it? You know, I... Is this going to be an uncomfortable conversation? No, I had no particularly love for his work. I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, I thought there were some things that was funny, and apparently he was a decent guy. But, you know, I... I, I mean, certainly it's sad, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, David, have yeah. any sort of feeling? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a guy that was always on the edge of what was acceptable, what was not acceptable. I mean, that guy knew how to push boundaries in a big way. Um, and I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, my personal opinion of him changed a lot. There's a documentary out there where there's a, a kid with autism, and he wasn't – He it was like regressive autism or whatever the phrase is. He had stopped speaking. But he reacted to Disney movies because he loved them so much, and he loved Aladdin, wow. and he could do a uh, an impression of Gilbert Gottfried's character, the bird Iago, in there. And one day he's reading the lines, and Gilbert Gottfried walks in to the room and starts reading lines with him. And it's like that guy; he just, he seems like a decent dude. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I know he had some jokes that offended people, and of yeah. course he was, you know, the Affleck guy and all that. <laughs> no, he was the duck. Yes. The reason I brought it up to you, Scott, is I know, you know, everybody's got their different taste in comedians. He was not your favorite. No, he wasn't my favorite. But you were guilt-ridden because you went off on Robin Williams one time. The guy's not funny. Blah, blah, blah. And then it was like a week later he was dead. I thought he was it's, funny. It's just, it's just he, it made me uneasy when I watched him because it was all over the place. Like Joe Biden. And we have a clip of that. Oh, no. Straight like ahead. Straight ahead. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Putin is committing genocide. Is it a big deal when our president says that? That's a obviously very loaded word, yes. 
That is a big deal. As he's giving a speech in Iowa yesterday and addressing historic inflation, he blamed it all on Putin and then said, yeah, it's because Putin is uh, committing genocide. Oh, okay. And even as we work with Congress, I'm not going to wait to take action to help American families. I'm doing everything within my power by executive orders to bring down the price and address the Putin price hike. In fact, we've already made progress since March inflation data was collected. Your family budget, your ability to fill up your tank, none of it should hinge on whether a dictator declares war and commits genocide in a half a world away. Boy, there's a few things to break down there. Where do you want to start, David? Uh, well, start with the lie that it's Putin's price hike. They're going to run with this line. Of course they are. Which is really interesting to me. Because somehow, some way, they think it's going to work. Even though they've already had legacy media say people aren't buying it. That's strange to me. Usually they're in concert together. Well, if you say it enough times, right, it just becomes true. Like, I don't know, a P-tape with the last president. Russian collusion. You say it enough times and and people will just kind of... What they're relying on is people who don't pay close attention to the news... Mm-hmm. On either side of the aisle, They're, they they are relying on the people who might kind of hear something, or they're scrolling on Facebook and they see Putin's price hike. They're looking at those people because that is a much larger percentage of the United States population than the people who do follow this stuff closely and do know better than that. Okay, not to get too sidetracked here. The only thing I would say with the comparison to the P tape. I knew plenty of conservatives at the time when that first broke that thought, eh, that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> With the Putin price hike, it doesn't seem anyone's really buying that. Yeah, but it kind of sounded compelling, didn't it? Like, you don't know about this guy. I don't know. He was doing game shows and, you know. You're talking about the P-tape? Yeah. Maybe he was up to something, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I, I It wasn't a I mean, and I was one of those people like, God, I hope this isn't true. But, man, I could see where if it might be. Well, I mean, you've heard, you know, different stories of different, you know, celebrities and crazy stuff. You Sometimes you don't know, and there was the Stormy Daniels stuff. You're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's true. You know, I hope that's not true. Right. So I guess to your point, yeah, it turns out to obviously not be true. But the Putin price hike... We had that whole montage of legacy media saying, yeah, people aren't buying this. And every time we talk about gas prices, Democrats do, President Biden does, it's always Putin's price hike. They're trying to blame, of course, the Russian president and the invasion of Ukraine uh, for the jump in in, in prices. But, of course, as polling suggests, this president is going to take a lot of the blame here. Biden has called it a Putin price hike, but most Americans aren't buying it. With the midterms now just a few months away and inflation at a record high, the president is now putting the blame squarely on Vladimir Putin, calling this the Putin price hike, but as Republicans and the president's critics have been quick to note, gas prices were already rising before Russia started this war. I mean, these are all legacy outfits. Yeah. What was the other one? The White House is trying to do to do CNN. To both. Blame Putin, blame the oil and gas companies, but Americans just don't agree. Supply chain. It's a supply chain. It's the greed. Or you people just don't know how good you have it, Heard you that one spoiled too. Americans. Yeah. yeah. Boy, oh boy. Remember the one we were buying too much, too? That was in there. 
The demand is so high, it won't stay on the shelves. That's the problem. We're buying too much. Stop spending money. (laughs) So then there's the genocide part. And they had to clarify what that meant later? Well, no. I mean, Joe was asked for clarification, and then he said, no, I meant genocide. Well. I called it genocide because it's become clearer and clearer that Putin is just trying to wipe out the idea of even being able to be a Ukrainian. And uh, the, mount, the evidence is mounting. It's different than it was last week. The more evidence is coming out of the literally the horrible things that the Russians have done in Ukraine. And we're going to only learn more and more about the devastation. And uh, we'll let the lawyers decide internationally whether or not it qualifies. But it sure seems that way to me. Okay. I'm not even trying to be contrarian. I think I'm speaking for most Americans. When I ask questions like, uh, we'll see what a lawyer says. What's a lawyer going to do? Hey, Vlad, stop stop with the genocide. Okay. What does it mean? Does it mean anything? I think you were taking him to a world court, you know, something like that, taking him to the Hague or something. You know, that's what they're going to have to bring against him. But e- even then, I mean, that that is such a lengthy and pretty much useless process anyway. That's the point. I- I I think they are floating out the the Putin price hike and now genocide and ramping up this rhetoric to try to get people more interested in the notion of a war. I, that, that may be I cynical, suppose. that may be a conspiracy theory, whatever, but man. Oh, I don't think so, man. I've said it from the very beginning. At what point will people say we got we got to go stop what's happening? We this is you know, these atrocities are too much. I mean, we talked briefly. I don't want to get deep into the stories we were talking about the other day, what happened to a baby, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Golly. And a 14-year-old girl with five Russian soldiers. I mean, horrific. Does that change someone's mind that we should put our troops on the ground there? That was sort of my question from the beginning. Does it get so bad that people change their minds? And I'm not saying we should go. I'm not saying that at all. But you wonder, okay, is that a reason why Biden is using that word at this time? I mean, think of it this way. You've heard genocide before and you have a picture of it, right? Rwanda, different things from the past. When you guys heard the stories the other day of what had happened to a baby, to a young girl, other stories like that, a little boy. I don't even want to go over the stories again. Was that worse than hearing genocide and thinking what genocide is? Oh, yeah. It's always when you he- when you get into the details of what is entailed in war crimes and things like that, uh, it becomes much less sanitized than the overall, j- just the right. definition of a word, right? It's yeah. like what's happening in China. You know, if you hear genocide is going on, in northwest china where uyghur muslims are being locked up it's like okay you hear that you think wow that's awful then you hear the stories of forced sterilization yep where they are basically piggy banks for organs yep for the wealthy elites in china and in other Mm -hmm. countries around the world where they're having organs harvested out of their bodies correct yeah, then that's it, worse it, than just saying it's genocide. It takes it to a different level. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. agree. 
All right, let's move on to the city of Sacramento. Remember we had a mass shooting there a week ago Sunday? Yeah. Or a week ago, yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, and it went away pretty quickly. Well, the shooters didn't fit the M.O. of what legacy media would have liked. Because this was gang-related. Yeah. And these were black males, so that changes the way media is going to cover it. That's just a fact. We all know it. Here's the thing, David. You've got the story. The city of Sacramento paid one of the shooters how much money just weeks before this happened? Oh, a little more than seven grand. For what? Uh, it was by the county, actually, uh, because he had sued them in 2018. This is uh, Smiley Martin, lengthy criminal history, all that. But he had sued them back in 2018 because he claims he wasn't protected enough from rival gang members while he was locked up. So he got beat up and then said it was the county's fault. And the county settled with him just a few weeks before the shooting happened. My gosh. <laughs> they wow. write him a check. They say, here you go. Yeah, we'll make this go away, whatever. The inmates are running the yes, fill in the blank. Yeah. Wow, man. One after another after another with these stories. It's crazy. All right. Let's talk about free speech. Twitter. Elon Musk. Um, okay, I think... We all saw the interview last night, Tucker Carlson and the leader of Revolver News. It's been huge and breaking stories over the last couple of years, especially with the FBI being involved in, well, planning terrorist plots to involve people. So I'll let you lay this out, David. I found this to be very interesting, thinking about Elon Musk taking control of Twitter, because it's something I think most of us would like to see just for freedom of speech issues, but does... Elon Musk know what he's getting himself into. Yeah, so Elon Musk, he's positioning himself for a hostile takeover of Twitter, it appears, and the system is already coming after him. I don't know if you saw the news today. There's already a lawsuit out there claiming that he delayed the announcement of his stock purchases in order to buy more shares at a lower price. So they're saying, yeah, you were in secret snapping up shares of Twitter uh, and obviously once people realized that he was buying shares of Twitter, the price went up dramatically that they're saying basically you were you were scheming the system so we're going to sue you um this is only going to get worse because there's a lot at stake here and darren Beatty, as you mentioned is with revolver news here's what he said on tucker carlson's show last night it's very easy to underestimate the stakes here the stakes of who controls the global public square are vastly more than the meager $30 billion that Twitter is allegedly worth. The stakes of who controls the global public square is more important even than an electric car company. Absolutely, I believe that to be true. I mean, you think about the people that have been kicked off Twitter. Well, the president of the United States, um, Tucker Carlson, uh, Babylon B. Well, there are a number of people that just got kicked off recently for saying a biological man is a male. That was it. Hateful speech. Gone. Yeah. That's crazy. And in fact, I would say winning the political battle in the West is more is just as relevant to the future of human civilization than even space travel. But it all catches out to this. A declaration of war on the regime and I really hope that Elon will 
go ahead with it, that he's not just another rich guy, that he's someone who wants to be a great man. And this is one of the few real steps that he can make, and he's one of the very few live players on this earth who's in a position to do it. So part of that conversation talking about, does he really know what he's getting himself into? Because <laughs> you think about the different world leaders and all the rich people, mm -hmm. Davos people, the World Economic Forum, they want to control speech. They don't want this to happen. Elon Musk is the one that could make it happen. So everybody's going to be out for him. I mean, we pretty much knew on MSNBC they would start calling him racist. They even said Tesla was a racist company a couple of nights ago. Yeah, where did that come from? Wow, exactly. and a lot of their viewership is racist because... <laughs> exactly. I know. I see the country club liberals, man, and they're oh. all rocking Teslas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was on the Race Lady show. Joy Reed. Well, everybody's racist on that show. Of course. <laughs> but then when he's talking about the future, because if they shut down speech... But what freedom do you have? It starts there. And so I'll admit, maybe 15 years ago I would have heard that going, well, really, is it that big a deal? I think it is. Stakes are pretty high. Mm -hmm. Another piece of news real quick. Surgeons perform better when they listen to a certain type of music. Had you heard this? This surprised me a little bit. I saw the story, yeah. What kind of music would you think it would be? Oh, I would have Scott? thought it would have been more uh, beautiful music, soft music. Um, re relaxing music, that sort of thing. Yes. That would have been my guess. And you would have guessed wrong because it's rock music. Yeah, and I'm That's glad. When they cracked my chest open, they were doing Led Zeppelin IV in the background. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. I'm just guessing. But you want to believe that, My surgeon right? was kind of a rocker, though. Yeah, he may have. Okay. You're saying you, you're, you're saying you yourself, you are a rocker. Me? Yes. Well, I, you wouldn't think of me that way, no, okay. but other people might. I hear that. I'm like, okay. So the first thing I see is Hey Jude from the Beatles. I'm like, okay. Nothing against the Beatles. No. It's a chorus that goes on for four minutes. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, so, and the part of the study said, doctors stitch up wounds 50% faster. Yet to get out of there, it because <laughs> it goes on forever. See? But then it said when ACDC's Highway to Hell and TNT played, the time it took to make a precise cut. Went from 236 seconds to 139. Yeah. For hard rock music, the positive effect was especially noticeable when the music was played, check it, in high volume. They're actually extracting my heart and putting me on a heart lung machine while they patch me up. I don't want Highway to Hell playing. Right <laughs> I, I just don't. All right. Uh, New Jersey fifth graders, you know what they're being taught and shown? You will not believe it. Next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of people wondering where are we going with the trans issue and sex issues with grade schoolers. Talking kindergarten, sometimes preschool. Mm -hmm. you now, whether it's through fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever. And from Fox, maybe you heard the story about New Jersey. Uh, sample lesson plans uh, are pushing videos for fifth graders on some, well, 
graphic content, let's just say. Talking about students as young as 10 can be taught that puberty blockers are an acceptable way to manage puberty. And that, um, I know it says it right here in the story, always thinking in radio terms, uh, self-pleasuring, that that a few times oh, a day oh, is... They're advocating doing that a few times a day? Uh, yes. Oh, um, that's nice. Uh, saying that it is a healthy way to relieve stress. Okay, yeah, we get it. You can do it with the sound clip better. <laughs> we, yeah. we get yeah. it. Okay. Don't call them groomers, though. No. Okay, anybody else that wants to talk to your 10-year-old, 7-year-old, 5-year-old about these things, what do you call them? What do you mean? If it's not a teacher, it's just some other adult that wants to talk oh. to your kid <laughs> well, about puberty yeah. blockers and about, well... He was <laughs> Yeah, okay, that. Yeah. What else do you call them? If it's the Boy Scout leader, you're calling the cops. And predators. Yes. Predators. Predator, groomer. Well, you can't say groomer. Yes, I can. Yeah, sure you can. Just stop talking about sex stuff with my kid. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Our country faces a lot of challenges, no doubt about that. And I know it might sound irritating to you when I say I'm feeling pretty positive because I truly am. I think there are a lot of people figuring it out. As far as lies the left has told for a long time in a number of different areas, it feels like it's all coming home to roost. And there's desperation in the air from the left. And one of the things that's desperate right now is the excuse for inflation. <laughs> it's bopping all over the place. The supply chain. No, actually, it's 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 only going to be here for a little while. And, uh, well, okay, it's going to be here, but you should know how good you have it. Mm-hmm. Think about all we've accomplished together, right. says Joe Biden. And stop buying stuff. And then the latest one is, well, it's the greed of the companies. Yes. It's big meat. Yeah. Well, they got floated for a while. And big oil. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is still floating that. I understand. But the Biden administration is backed up on that one. Now it's become the Putin Putin's tax price hike. hike. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Night tax hike, price hike. That's right. You had it right. No. Very rarely, but yes. Well, take it. That's a W. I'll take it. No one's buying it. E- even though there's, what, one ABC poll said, hey, it's starting to track with people. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, David, that whole thing's flawed. Well, every time you look into the details of something like this, as ridiculously, because you know it is eye popping. You're like, oh my gosh, all these people are blaming Vladimir Putin. Wow, I guess the messaging really is working. And then you look at the details of it, and it has echoes of uh, how many people uh, in another ABC news poll seem to support the idea of adults talking to children about their genitals. It's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. You look down at the sample and the oversampling of people in the activist 
community. Yeah. You're like, all right, yeah, okay. So you're actually just trying to craft a narrative. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris is out there trying to sell the message. Okay. And I guess the first step is to acknowledge that prices are going up. Yeah, this is what Kamala Harris said during an interview with Philadelphia's ABC News affiliate. Okay. I acknowledge, one must acknowledge, um, that prices are going up. And that people are working hard and in many cases are worried about whether they can get through the end of the month and make it all work. So, Okay, let's just pause for a second. Yeah. We're 17 seconds in while talking about inflation. So far, she's acknowledged that prices are going up. Okay, usually there is a war on reality with the left. At least she's admitting this. So that's... That's one step in the right direction, but it took a long time to get there. That is why our administration has paid a particular priority to the various facets of, of, of people's needs and their lives. So, for example... What? You're, you're getting exasperated there, Scott. Would Say it. What are you trying to say? They you care. Give me, give me a solution. Okay, give me a freaking, here's what, specifically, what we're doing to help the American people do it. By the this way, just, endless to, chasing your tail around with this word salad verbiage garbage. To clarify, too, it, it only affects hardworking families. Right. Like the deadbeat dad and the lazy mom, they're cool. Actually, the prices go up for them, too. Yeah. But you got to say hardworking families. Yeah. That is why we have paid attention to what we need to do to bring down the cost well, of what prescription drugs. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? You haven't heard this clip, and I haven't either. we got 10 seconds of the clip All left. All right, okay. So we must be getting to the meat, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or the fake meat, whatever you people on the left like. Okay. Our advocacy is about saying that when we're looking at, for example, folks who need penicillin, people with diabetes, they shouldn't have to pay hundreds of dollars a month. They shouldn't have to pay more than $35 a month. <laughs> God, I just got dumber listening to this. <laughs> is pen honest question, is penicillin something that diabetics need? I thought it was insulin. That's what I always No, they thought. do. I, I don't know penicillin... Well, she was just having a conversation with Hunter Biden, and penicillin is a big oh, yeah. deal for that guy. So, oh yeah, it's like well, we had that vitamin report. C for him. STDs yeah. are up. Yeah. Okay. And, who and knows? He's directly responsible for that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh -huh. That's his stimulus plan, right? He probably got it. He's on the board of the Penicillin Directors Society <laughs> or something. <laughs> man, oh man. Uh, do you God, want to say anything else so about Kamala? Numbing. It is nowhere, nowhere in any of that gobbledygooky, word salad answer is an answer. No, it's not. It's just it's just words all jumbled together. We're working hard. Listen, man, she took a couple of weeks off. This was late yeah. fall into the Christmas season, yeah. right, to work with specialists. Yes, I know. They brought them in. Public image, public speaking, all right. Okay, they get an F. It hasn't gotten any better. I mean, just from a performance aspect. And it, she's been on another level here in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's It's been really something, man. I don't know what else to say about it. I know we got to get to other stories. Let's get to uh, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, you know, Democrat that stood in the way of Build Back Better. Huh. Kamala not happy with him. 
he is saying, okay, as far as inflation, he released a statement. L- let me be clear. Of course, every politician has to stay. Let me oh, be yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Inflation is a tax, and today's historic inflation data tells another chilling story about how these taxes on Americans are completely out of control, and it's hard-earned wages. I know some people that don't work that hard, to be honest. Are they ever going to get talked about? That is the forgotten demographic, the deadbeats. Uh Well, nobody's representing the bums. Well, we all know people that just sort of coast. They don't work hard, but they're pretty solid in their job. I don't blame them for it. They can get away with it. Hey, all the hard-working folks, don't forget about the coasters. They're in this, too. Anyway. (laughs) Coasters' uh, lives matter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Their financial savings are disappearing faster every month as prices continue to climb. Yes, the pain and frustration of spending more on everyday items. When will this end? It's a disservice to the American people to act as if inflation is a new phenomenon. He goes on from there. The American people deserve the truth about why record inflation is happening and what must be done to control it. Here's the truth. We can't spend our way to a balanced, healthy economy and continue adding to our $30 trillion national debt. This is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Getting inflation under control will require more aggressive action by a Federal Reserve that waited too long to act. And goes on from there. And... The number today is only the beginning unless we take immediate action to address the pain being felt across our nation. Talking about criminal mineral supply, change from China. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could be doing that we just will not do. But that's a fact, especially when you're talking about fuel, gas yeah. prices. So it is what it is. Meanwhile, CDC, uh, the CDC is going to extend the travel mask mandate for two weeks? Uh, yeah, actually, it's almost like a cruel joke because it was supposed to expire. They're actually extending it by not two weeks, but 15 days. Stop me if you heard this one before. To slow the spread? It's 15 days to monitor and make sure that we can slow the spread. <sighs> okay. So if you're getting on an airplane, getting on a bus, getting on a train, yeah, get have that mask handy. Because you're going to have to wear it. Just okay. another 15 days, though. Listen, please tell me. I mean this sincerely. I'm asking the question. Do you feel like when you get on the plane, that's one of the safest places to be as far as indoors because of the ventilation system? That's what we were told. That's what we were told in, what was it, May or June of 2020? Yep. Yes. Yep. It's like we forgot about all of that. I, so that's why it doesn't make much sense to me. You got something going on at the White House. You got people in their 70s and 80s all over the place, yeah. maskless, hugging. That's no big deal. A plane, though, where you're supposed to have the great ventilation, ah, going to have to wear that mask. And a lot of people are to the point where they just believe, okay, this is about controlling people. You're just conditioning people over time. Who's in control? And you got to do what we say, or you don't get to do the things you like to do. Period. The end. Which honestly makes more sense than actually stopping the spread of COVID. Because you know what it's like. You've said this many times the last time we were on a plane together, Scott, mm-hmm. a few months ago. Yep. Somehow when you're eating your pretzels and drinking your soda, there's no way you could spread it. Well, the virus approaches you and hits the pretzels and the salt on the pretzels. It bounces off and then goes into the air. 
So apparently, and again, I'm no scientist, but it's hard for me to determine whether that's true or not. But it's just my hypothesis of what happens. Yeah, yeah. By the way, and some of it go into the empty bag, and you seal the bag back up, and it's the virus is stuck in there. Yeah, can't get out. That's what you try to practice. Yes, of course. Best practices. I was thinking about the last time we were on a plane. Yeah, you uh, actually checked off something on the bucket list. And for those that don't know, I would. what, did we have that? Oh, right? I would yeah. like to uh, hug a dolphin. I That's did. what Scott said after his heart attack a few years ago. My friend David Van Camp set it up for me in San Antonio, and I got to swim and, and actually hug a dolphin. Yes. You it did. It was, was awesome. I'm glad it wasn't the dolphin that's in the news right now. I heard about this. Holy smokes. At the Miami Seaquarium? Dolphin went rogue. During the show, attacked a trainer. Kids are watching. They're like, is that part of the act? All of a sudden, she's getting moved all over the place, up and down and all over the place. Did you see the video? Uh, yes. They Saw were just yeah. Okay. Frightening. I don't want to sound you know, too grisly about it. Did it remind you of anything, a scene from any movie? Like Jaws or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that. It the just... first one? Or she's getting moved all over the water? Yeah. That's what it looked like. Of course, it wasn't chomping down. No. But yeah. They issued a statement, the Seaquarium did, saying a dolphin and trainer accidentally collided in the water on Saturday while performing a routine behavior. It's part of the flipper show. This was an uncomfortable interaction for both of them, and the dolphin reacted by breaking away from the routine and striking the trainer. As a precaution, Miami-Dade County safety authorities were contacted. Our family extends to include the animals in our care and our team members and our guests. While there's no apparent serious injury, a careful watch and follow-up evaluations will ensure the best care for all. The dolphin was needed to be taken seriously. It was tired of the comedy routine and wanted to become a more dramatic dolphin. Just enough of the laughs and gags. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do some yeah, cool stuff. Do the same thing over and Oscar. over again. Right. Maybe that you know, was... No, right. <laughs> Easy. Maybe the dolphin learned it from watching Will Smith. <laughs> you will not make a mockery of me. <laughs> Something about bald dolphins. I don't know what's going on Keep there. your fish out of my mouth. <laughs> the LA Times says, hey, maybe kids are being groomed. Wow. We'll get to that next. Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, this is in the L.A. Times? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. The L.A. Times has a piece out today featuring a clinical psychologist named Erica Anderson, who is a trans woman and works with kids who think they need to transition to a different gender. When Erica Anderson was featured in conservative media, the leftist dogpile was insane. I mean, they went after her. They were... You know, even people, even her colleagues were saying, oh, this is transphobic somehow. I don't I don't understand how someone who's made their life work about trans people and who is a trans person herself uh, could be transphobic. But this is the state of play right now anyway. Right. It's the, the assault on reality. Always on if you divert at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, clinical psychologist Erica Anderson has helped. This is how the uh, L.A. Times frames it has helped hundreds of teens transition. But she also has come to believe that some children identifying as trans are 
falling under the influence of their peers in social media. But yeah, it's a social contagion. It's been talked about a lot. That's definitely in play. And it's gotten worse in the last couple of years because of isolation, people at home during the pandemic. Kids have a lot of extra time. They were encouraged on social media to craft virtual identities that they could then try out in the real world. And, of course, there's always the caveat. While she opposes the conservative movement to ban gender-affirming please, medical interventions for anyone under the age of 18, she grapples with how to weigh the benefits of medical interventions against the risks. And, you know, get this, some clinicians are failing to subject minors to rigorous mental health evaluations before recommending hormones or surgeries. And she said, I think it's gone too far. Giving over to hormones on demand will result in many more cases of poor outcomes and many more disappointed kids and parents who somehow came to believe that giving kids hormones would cure their psychological problems. It won't. Correct. It's been talked about a lot for the people that have the guts to talk about it and the people that have studied those that then try to detransition back. But anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, take that's you off it. I'm, no, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that the L.A. Times is highlighting this person because this I is too. this is a person that you cannot attack as someone who is a bigot or hateful. It's somebody who is looking around and saying, oh, geez, what have I done? Right. Well, there was Dr. Lisa Littman. She did a whole study on people that detransitioned. And, oh, my gosh, it's horrible for those poor kids, Mm -hmm. people, because, you know, they feel like, can I ever get back to where I was? I've made a mistake. But you have all these people from the trans community, the loving people, right, that are flat out just evil to someone that then turns away from the trans life, I guess. Well, it's say, a cult. I made a mistake here. It, yes, it is. And the other part of it, because you'll hear, you know, whether it's MSNBC or whoever, CNN, some specialist talking about doctor-affirming care. These are doctors. You know, they talked to some of the people that detransitioned. Here's some of the quotes. My gender therapist acted like transition was uh, a cure for everything. Another quote, my doctor pushed drugs and surgery at every visit. Another one, I was dating a trans woman, and she framed our relationship in a way that was contingent on my being trans. Um, my best friend told me repeatedly that transition was the best for me. Um, a couple of uh, trans friends kept insisting that I needed to stop delaying things. It's just a lot of pressure yeah, coming down uh, by the whole of society telling me I was wrong as a lesbian. The girl just saying, okay. I'm just a lesbian. No, you're trans. You should really start to think about transitioning. Those aren't your friends. No. I'm just surprised that it's the L.A. Times that actually comes up with something like that. I'm Again, man, I'm glad they do. Anybody that's going to speak truth, I'm all for it. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. One other thing, we could get to this later. I'll go ahead and move on just to say, did you... You hear the story about a divorce lawyer saying top jobs to avoid in a spouse if you're a woman. And if you want to stay married? Yeah, because it's going to be very difficult. Okay. If, you, if you go through a divorce, it's going to be a heck oh. of a divorce because it's going to be a fight. Lawyer. I'm guessing lawyer, yeah. Well, it was, he said, fireman, cop, 
of someone from military because their people used to being in charge. Oh, and the, the, okay. the lawyer was quick to say, okay, got to tell you, I'm not saying that you shouldn't marry these people. There's plenty of great ones, but if yeah. you get divorced, watch out, that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, there's more to that we got to get to. And the White House is now blaming the governor of Texas for inflation. Next. <laughs> Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. That's David Van Camp, the millennial. And the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. You know who's to blame for inflation when it all comes down to it? Depends on what day it is. We've What's had what? a lot of people that have been, have been blamed for this. 13th. Yeah. Governor of Texas. Who to well, blame. today it's the governor of Texas. How is this? I haven't heard yeah. this yet. The White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, put out a statement saying that uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is to blame for rising inflation because what Abbott has done is he is uh, basically doing some double checking of freight coming into the country at the border, making sure to crack down on people who are trafficking human beings or trafficking drugs making sure yeah. that nothing is slipping past the goal the goalie because and we we know that it's necessary because we've seen the results of how the Biden administration has tried to handle this we just had record fentanyl deaths yeah we got to have checks and balances here and the governor of Texas is saying yeah we're going to do this but Here's what the White House said in a statement. Governor Abbott's unnecessary and redundant inspections of trucks uh, transiting ports of entry between Texas and Mexico are causing significant disruptions to the food and automobile supply chains, delaying manufacturing, impacting jobs, and raising prices for families in Texas and across the country. So we have a president who should be impeached for lack of doing anything, preventing people just... Coming right through the border, he and his staff are saying, well, the reason you're paying so much is that governor of Texas. Right. Get lost. It's the same administration. My gosh, that's laughable. It's the same administration that's willing to fire truck drivers if they didn't get a vaccine that doesn't work. Right. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. And want to put the mandates back in place. Right. You are absolutely spot on from my perspective. I bet we are. Gosh. Unbelievable. Meanwhile, you know what's triggering to some people? The IRS. Yeah. It is for me. Why is that, Scott? Well, because let's just say I've had my my issues with the IRS. Yeah, but, but you're on the right track now. It, yes. Well, I think BLM is in trouble for a different reason. Dude. Yeah. yeah with yours, you had a couple of heart attacks, uh, and then some things got uh, confused. Um, maybe you didn't file for a year, maybe two. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to file when you're on oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that it should have been me? I didn't know how to no, do it. No, no, I know. No. I'm just saying that. Is it David's fault? Along the no, it's Greg Abbott's fault. I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> Either him or Ron DeSantis, right? It's got Either one of them. Yeah. yeah. There you go. 
yeah, well, Black Lives Matter is in a little bit of tax trouble because they were taking in tens of millions of dollars in 2020 and then bought a bunch of houses with that money. You, you can't you can't do that uh, and not expect the IRS to come asking questions about it. Now, according to co-founder Patrice Cullors, the problem isn't with the organization. It's that the IRS won't let them use their charity as a piggy bank. <laughs> The Washington Examiner has some audio of colors talking about it, including the tax form 990, which is required for nonprofits to fill out, right? You get that tax-exempt status. You got you at least have to be showing the federal government what you're doing and why you aren't paying taxes like the rest of us do. So does this mean paying taxes isn't safe? It means the IRS is triggering. The IRS is triggering. That's what she says. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. My gosh. Okay. I think, you know, first of all, number one, I actually did not know what 990s were before all of this happened. It's confusing. Uh, so confusing. part of the opportunity here is to educate. Adulting's hard. You want sympathy for that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. folks, like something's being weaponized against us that many people don't even know <laughs> and honestly don't care about. I didn't know about them, so they started asking us for them for COVID relief funds. <laughs> I said, you need my 990. Yes. I had to call the accountant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the accountant handled that. Like, I, I don't know what that is. Um, it, it is such a trip now to hear the word, the, 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 the term 990s. I'm like, Ugh, it's like triggering. Okay. Yeah, it's the other little thing that sort of slides in there. They applied for and got COVID relief money. After raking in tens of millions of dollars in donations, which they use to enrich themselves. Wow. And now they're blaming the tax man. Oh, gee, is the, I don't even know what a 990 is. What officer? You want to see my driver's license? I don't even know what a driver's license is. <laughs> Go to the DMV. What's that? <laughs> okay, so what we've learned so far from BLM today is this. That being transparent as a charity is racist. Yes. Okay. The IRS and these forms triggering, right? Yeah. And also, don't forget, paying taxes isn't safe. It, 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 it's not it, safe. It, no, not safe. No. You can do it over the phone if you want. You don't have to leave your house. You can no. just call them up and do it over the phone. No, there's a there's a different reason that paying taxes isn't safe. I don't know if you want to get to this now. Well, I mean, there's sure. a lot to get Might to. Might as well. We're here, right? It's up to David. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Roll that part. Not safe. This doesn't seem like, this doesn't, this doesn't seem safe for us. This 990 structure, this nonprofit system structure, this is like deeply unsafe. Like this is being literally weaponized against us, against the people we work with. I can't tell you how many people are like, am I next? Like, is, are they going to do this to me? Is as so? There's not okay outside of like, oh Joy Reid and Brian Stelter. Is there anyone no in this country that believes this BS? No, I, I heard somebody uh, this morning reacting to that story in the Washington Examiner saying, "Man, I feel bad for all the people who donated their hard-earned money money to this organization." Here's the thing: I don't. It was obviously a scam. If you looked at what BLM chapters in, I don't know. Ferguson, Missouri, were saying it was obvious this thing was a scam. 
from jump. And if you got taken into it because you got a case of the sads after watching the death of George Floyd, that's on you. You're an idiot. You got taken for a freaking ride, and I have no sympathy for you. You remember at the time when we talked about, listen, you got a heart for people. You want to give to organizations. There are organizations in every town that are trying to help kids in the inner city, whether that's mentor programs, after-school programs, whatever it might be. There are a lot of good ways you could spend your money there. If you just do any research into BLM at all, you will see what this is really about. People wouldn't have it. Well, that's racist to even say that. She goes on here. There's not a lot of... um that's like uh, when you you know this, you run an organization like people's morale in an organization is so important. Yes. But if their organization and the people in it are being attacked at, with, at, and scrutinized at everything they do, that leads to, to deep burnout. That leads to deep like oh. resistance mm. and, and, and trauma. Yeah, trauma. Millions of dollars you can't account for. OK, you, you can't account for in terms of tax exemption because right. you've spent it on mansions and other garbage to enrich yourself. That's illegal. <laughs> not weaponizing it's a, anything. It's not funny. It's the way you deliver but it's it. But it, it, it's true. Tick, it's, Dude, I know. It's, I know. It just makes me crazy. Now, know. you know, All right. it's got to be because uh, it's got to be a race thing, right? Because you disagree with BLM. So therefore, it's okay what we did. We'll switch gears here. I think I'm going to play something that you're going to enjoy, Scott. I don't know if you've heard it. I think All a lot right. of people are actually going to enjoy this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, Cam he, Newton has spoken. Cam Newton? Yeah. Yes. Of the NFL, Cam Newton was on a Barstool Sports podcast and said something about men and women that's getting quite a bit of attention right now. Just talking about relationships, and he's being real. He's telling, well, you could at least say his truth. The other people would say the truth. Here he goes. I grew up in a three-parent household, my mom, my father, and my grandmother, and uh, I knew what... A woman was not a bad. Okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad is that'd be the female dog. The B word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I, I, I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. A woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to. A man's needs. Man. Oh, daddy. (laughs) Hot damn. Wow. uh, Before any commentary, we'll just get to the rest of the clip. Roll the rest. Right. And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby. Like, but you can't cook. (laughs) Okay. You don't know. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. And I'm not just about to sit up there and beat up my, my, my queen. No, I ain't saying like that. Yeah. But I'm also going to also tell the men to start being men, bro. Absolutely. Like, that, that sucker should not be rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Do you want to give your opinion on that, Scott? I, or do you want to stay I'm, out? Oh, I'm, I, I do want to stay out of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm stunned right now. Why do you want to stay out of it? Uh, he just said it's time for men to stand up and be men. Yeah, but the Absolutely. whole cooking yeah. thing. That, and... that sucker should not be rewarded. What? I got to draw the line there a little bit. What do you mean? Better start cooking. Be did, your man. Did he say that? 
That's what he implied. He's just saying, she's just saying all this, some of this, some of that. He's like, you don't even cook. Yeah. that's Okay. That's a little dicey, okay? Obviously, man, there are people freaking out over this. Whole well, thing. I'm not gonna going to freak on. out over it. Uh, you know, he, okay. what he's saying yeah. is very traditional American roles. Well. Human history roles. Right. You're right, David. You're well, right. If you go back to the very beginning, all right, even, you know, for time's sake, he can't play a four-minute clip or whatever. He had talked about he doesn't pretend like he came from the rough streets. He had a great mom and dad. So when he's talking about, like, a traditional role, right, the bad B thing, and you go with that, what is what did he say there? I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. A woman for me is handling your own, right. but knowing how to cater to oh a man's needs. Yeah, that's probably a bad choice of words. Why? Cater to? Let's flip it for a second. Because after I heard this and read the freak out, I just wanted to think through this for a second. And I tried to think, okay, if this was, say, a female athlete or a female star and she's looking for a guy. And it's not, you know, some player all over the place, but he knows how to cater to a lady's needs. Is that bad? No. No, it isn't. No, because, well, if you want to be a good husband, you want to cater to your wife's needs, don't you? That's part of it. That's what you're signing up for. It's only a problem when it's said the other way around. I'm not going to invalidate that argument. I just, I am, I'm just going to say it. the way it sounds when it comes out, is very, very anti-PC. Well, I guess Cam would say maybe, you know, you need to... I, no, I, I listen. I, I, I understand. I get it. Do you? I, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm a guy. I, I'm a fairly traditional guy. Okay. I'll, let me... Okay. I, I have a lot of different friends. Different friends talk about different things, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're talking about other friends of yours. It could be wives. It could be relationships you know about. or And it can go a number of different ways where you're talking about another guy that's not treating his wife the way maybe someone thinks he should. Everybody's got opinions if they feel free to just have conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm a boss. Like, I'm a this. I'm a dad. No, baby. Like, but you can't cook. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm mind-reading here, and I know that can be dangerous, but this is as I take it. You have a guy that's in a relationship with a woman where he probably is the breadwinner. Maybe she isn't so much, all right? But she's going to act all this, spend a bunch of money, everything else, but she doesn't contribute to the family. She's just a taker. She doesn't give. Mm -hmm. That's not a good relationship. No, it's a terrible relationship. I agree. If he would have said mutual, like it's, you know, split it, it's not, So you're saying, are you saying that a guy that works – Right. Uh-huh. And and the lady is stay at home, yeah. not even a mom, just stay at home. Yeah. He comes home and she's still there. She's like, yeah, why don't you get me some dinner? OK, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't don't. But do that, I just think there's yeah. more to the conversation. than right. The whole freak out that's going on. Right. Well, I guess it was inarticulated. Some t- not some, really, because yeah. at the end there, he's talking about the sucker dude. Right. It's like that shouldn't be tolerated because that's the same thing. That's what to Jamie's point. I mean, that's the guy who. You know, acts all tough and acts like he's right. this man, but doesn't do anything either. Right. Well, and the thing is, okay, if it's a guy like Cam Newton is uh, successful, the reason he's not with the bad B, as he says, because he has options. He doesn't need to put up Plenty with that. of them.
that that's part of it. Okay, got to get to a news update. Oh, and the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial on Court TV is pretty crazy. All coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So the federal government has gone ahead and extended the mask mandate for traveling on airplanes, on buses, on trains and whatnot for another 15 days. So it'll be early May when this thing expires instead of uh, in a few days. Um, Now, I I don't want to hear from Dr. Fauci right now, but he was on MSNBC And the question to me is actually more outrageous than anything Fauci could say. It's from Andrea Mitchell talking about this. Given the fact that we are still seeing the surge in Europe, uh, we're still seeing the effects here in the Northeast. Why only 15 days? Why only 15 days? Because not everybody's 90. (laughs) Okay, and they have lives to live. Amber, not Amber. Andrea. 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 They had Amber on the mind because of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp story. Oh, by the way, that story, it's on court TV, all the accusations back and forth. Mm. You're like, oh, it's this other celebrity thing. It's weird that it's actually on TV and people are seeing part of it. This was just a little clip from yesterday. First of all, the evidence will show that Amber did suffer domestic abuse at the hands of Johnny Depp. And it took many forms. Physical, sure, but also emotional verbal, psychological abuse. But here's the thing. Amber did suffer sexual violence at the hands of death. You will hear in the most graphic and horrifying terms about the violence that she suffered. You'll hear that straight from her. Holy smokes. Guess the ratings for Court TV will be up. He needs to come in like Jack Sparrow, all dressed. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Feeling optimistic. I think common sense is making a return to the United States. You've been saying that. You feel it, don't you? Then I hear the vice president. No, I'm talking about with people, the people that matter, the people in this country. Oh, the vice president, please. My goodness. No, I I mean, I'm really, I think you're right. I cautiously say that. Okay. Because Republicans can screw this whole thing up again. Oh, if they could just stick They're to certainly common capable. sense, just stick to common I, I under, sense. I understand that. I get it. I get it. I understand what you're saying. I 100% agree with you, but I'm just telling you. If anybody can boot it, it'll be these guys. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've got a lot of different stuff to get to. Where do you want to start, David? Uh, well, the Brooklyn subway shooting suspect, Frank James, is in custody after the big manhunt was underway. 
So where will legacy media go with this next? Well, it's, it's definitely going to be guns, guns, guns. It's going to be because apparently he got this Glock 17 at a, at a I guess it was at a gun show in Ohio. Okay. So, yeah, that that's going to be the next thing. The only reason he was able to do this was blah, 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 blah. Never mind the fact that the FBI had him on the radar. That's the thing. Interviewed him several times in 2019 and then closed the book on it, but still wanted to keep an eye on him. This guy is posting crazy mm-hmm. videos online. Saw it. But, I, but, you know, again, it's kind of rich because it's like Joe Rogan can't be on YouTube, but this guy can. <laughs> yeah, if this guy would have talked about ivermectin instead of, I don't know, killing an entire race of people, then he would have been kicked off. Talking about white people. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Yes. Was it evil mother bleepers he called? Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, was complain- or he was comparing black people in America to Jews at Auschwitz. Yes. Saying that. There was one, and I'll, I'll quote it. I didn't want to play all the audio because, right. I mean, it, you know, the guy's a nut. But was uh, basically saying that uh, Jews in Auschwitz tried to pray for their liberation, and those prayers were not answered. And so right now, black people in America have the same situation, and the only way it's going to get better is to fight back. He also had one video that was making the ra- uh, making the rounds that said, yeah, I think about going and killing a lot of people all the time. But I don't do it because I didn't want to go to jail. So I am surprised that he was arrested because based on that, I assumed he would have killed himself. Yeah, me too. That's what I thought the ending was going to be. I'm thinking of a number of different things. And we can all put through our filter, okay, if this was a white supremacist, what would we would we be talking about? Right oh my now? gosh, it would be. Well, this is why the FBI's been saying white supremacy yes. is like the number one domestic terror threat. And who were the influences? Yeah, all of those things. Who was the influence here? Is anyone even going to ask the question? No, but I mean, it was Farrakhan. It was Black Lives Matter. It was all sorts of people that media has either just sort of said hush hush, we don't talk about that, or has given approval to well i'm thinking about an athlete like lebron james remember the whole i'm scared to go home like people are scared to just go anywhere fear of being shot that's come up a number of different times like the, well no one believes that lebron you're not in fear of anything that's a joke of just stoking the flames of some sort of race war in the country you wonder if those people are going to be called into question on something like this. Doubtful. Well, no. I mean, Bernie Sanders got a got a uh, pass when one of his supporters and indeed campaign volunteers shot up a congressional baseball practice. Well, part of that were conservatives at the time, independents saying, "Hey, you can't blame yeah. Bernie Sanders for something like that. That guy is a maniac." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the truth. That is the truth. You just want to see it work both ways. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. No. People are tired of that. In the intervening years, I think Bernie Sanders is at fault. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, the guy, what, what, what is a nut job supposed to hear when you hear our revolution? The time is now when this guy is calling Republicans terrorists who want you to die in a hospital alone under crushing debt, uh, debt. Yeah, the rhetoric gets pretty high. I personally don't blame him for that. 
Nah, I do. He shouldn't get a pass. I know. He's a fraud and probably he is a, a fraud. Terrorist. I totally agree with that. All right. What else in the news? Well, we got 140,000 migrants heading toward the United States. Gosh, isn't that... So Title 42 is going to be ending. That's the health order that made it easier to expel people who came into the country illegally. Um, it ha- it has been helping a little bit, if you can believe it. Uh, but the Biden administration, even though they're telling you, you have to mask up when you're on an airplane now, and that actually got extended, they're going to say, yeah, we're not going to do that health order at the border, right? <laughs> You got 140,000 migrants heading towards the U.S. right now in a couple of different caravans. What's the plan here? There is no plan. That's the plan from the White House. They want those people here. That's the future voting block. They're trying to change the demographic of the entire country. You know, people feel right, helpless. I mean, it, it is extremely cynical, but it's extremely true because you try to make sense of the senseless. And the only sense you can make is that's got to be what what it's for. What else could it possibly oh, that, be? I'm, I, I, I agree with you. I ask myself that question all the time. I, I still do think a major influence there is about a labor market. I mean, there you know, liberals for a long time have talked about they're doing the jobs you don't want to do, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, you're in favor of creating a permanent underclass of mostly brown people? That sounds pretty racist to me, but Who all does? right. But, yeah, it's low-wage workers going out and working in farms, working in factories, working at meat processing facilities. That's that's a big part of it. Yeah. I also think it is part of the future voting block. It, it, it's so frustrating. Well, they take the jobs. They don't pay the taxes. Well, yes. To support, I mean, the rest of the country. Well, I mean, think about it. The people that are getting flown into New York from Texas. Yeah. And we just had a bus go to D.C. today, and that's because of the governor of Texas saying, well, we're just going to bus people to D.C. You're going to have to deal with it. We can't deal with it anymore here. But the ones that have flown into New York, they're going to be able to vote in New York City. Yeah. It's got to be there for six months. No problem. Yeah, you're part of the fabric. It's insanity. Meanwhile, we have surging gas prices. Um, And there was one poll that said uh, the narrative being the Putin... Price hike is working. I don't think anybody believes that. We've played the clip, I don't know how many times, of legacy media saying, hey, people aren't buying this. You can see it in the polling. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think a whole lot of people are buying that, even though they're still selling it. And Jen Psaki was out there again yesterday. Putin tax or Putin price hike. Yeah. Well, yeah, the ABC poll said it was something like 70% of people say that Putin shares a great deal of responsibility. And when it's worded that way, that is true. I mean, Putin does have a responsibility, does play a role in what's happening. Yeah, the prices have gone up. With, but... with the prices, but they were already going up mm-hmm. to levels we haven't seen in four decades before the invasion. So, yeah, people remember that. Again, you see it in the polling. Also, okay, Elon Musk and Twitter. I guess I'm thinking this story is a big deal. I thought it was before, after, you know... Well, on Tucker's show last night, they were talking about it. The powers that be, not just in the United States, all over the world, they don't want freedom of speech on Twitter. They want to be able to control a message. And so Elon Musk is the one guy that could stop that. They were talking about this. I think that is true. And it was predicted. I know Tucker said it. I think we talked about it here. You're going to see people out for Elon Musk unlike you've seen before. And sure enough... 
it was within a couple of days he was being called racist, that Tesla was a racist company. That was on MSNBC. There was one person on CNN that was saying as far as Elon Musk buying, what, 9% of Twitter uh, was a good thing. Didn't know what was going to happen as far as he wasn't going to be on the board, so that would sort of free him up to buy more shares and become, you know, the majority owner. Mm -hmm. And saying it's kind of a fun thing because he's a funny guy. But listen to Brian Stelter. Take exception to that. I think in some ways it's a good thing that Elon is out there tweeting, livening up Twitter, making it more entertaining. As Cara said, he's a funny guy. Hmm. But there are serious questions behind that. What what happens next? Does he push for a full acquisition? We don't know. Yeah, and, and maybe he's just in it for the lulls. But some of the memes he posts on Twitter, anti-trans memes, anti-COVID vaccine memes, there's a reason to be skeptical, I think, here. <laughs> that guy. The anti-vaccine meme. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, the vaccine hasn't done what people promised it would do, Brian. You know what happens then? People make fun of it. And why in the world are we still talking now about vaccine mandates? I heard a report earlier. You still have major colleges all over, and they're not going to loosen up on a vaccine mandate for college students or mask mandates. Why? They're not even at risk. Most. The huge majority. Why are they doing that? Any clue? Oh, it's, I mean, instilling a sense of control, right? I mean, that's yeah. You're already turn. You're already a basically a communist factory anyway. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, you're there to indoctrinate. People. You might as well, you know, teach the kids to obey. Yeah, get used to this. Okay, you got to do what we tell you to do. That's just part of it. Yeah, and if not, you know, you're an evil conservative, I guess. Well, it is one of the most remarkable things that on a college campus, actually multiple college campuses, there have been protests demanding a mask mandate. Yeah. Yes. Like. I, yes. Like raging in favor of the machine. It's it's just this incredible turn of events here. That's when you know they really did drink the Kool-Aid. Like, and you're taking the Kool-Aid away. We, no, <laughs> we want more. Yeah, it's like we don't even want the Everclear. How, we just want the Kool Aid. How, how do you how do you look around and say yes? I agree with everything that every major corporation says, that every or most government officials agree with. Uh, that I don't know. Most of the adults I know agree with. You are part of every mainstream element of culture, and somehow you think you're rebellious. <laughs> it's it's remarkable when it you think about it. It is. And on a lighter note, there's a poll out. Finds out, um, as a couple, your first vacation could be your last. Oh, that's a big test. Apparently, that's a big one for people because you got 44% in this poll of people realize they weren't compatible with the other person during a trip. They discer- discovered some sort of quirk that was a deal breaker. You know, it could be a whole lot of things. Some people talked about, well, they made me ride in the middle seat on a flight, or they're too much of a morning person. Um, they had weird packing habits. Um, they, they're a loud chewer. All these different things. Nope, done. Wow. So if you want the test, apparently that's the test. I don't want to ruin my vacation. <laughs> News update. Straight ahead. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, did you have a news update before we get to other stuff here, David? Oh, again, the suspect in the New York City subway shooting has been arrested after that big manhunt. It is still, I, I, I want to know why exactly the three cameras that were in the area where this guy started shooting weren't working. There's like 10,000 cameras in the subway system, and those three don't work? Maybe he disabled them. Right, it, that's possible. Yeah. Well, you would understand that. There's just been some camera issues in New York at different times. Yeah. Wonder like, what is going on? Like when Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. I mean, committed suicide. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, did you hear about the protester last night at the Timberwolves Clippers play-in game? No. NBA game? Minnesota? No. Animal rights protester glued her wrist to the floor. With like three and a half minutes left in the first half timeout, she glues her wrist to the floor so that people wouldn't take her away, that she could get her message heard about her protest. It's kind of crazy. Well, time to get out the bone saw. (laughs) (laughs) Allie LaForce was on the broadcast, said, I was just told by security that she apparently had glued herself to the floor and she refused to lift her wrist up. Oh, gosh. They were trying to pull her off, and she was resisting, trying to keep her wrist glued to the floor. Weird. Apparently, uh, she was protesting the treatment of chickens at the Timberwolves owner, Glenn Taylor's farm. Uh, The woman's shirt read, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. David's got his hand covering his face. You okay? No, I'm fine. There's just a lot of idiots out there. Yeah. I mean, in Robin's words, quite the hottie, too. Very attractive. That's a lie. Okay, yeah, that's a lie. Of course it is. Uh, Yeah, apparently something about the inhumane killing of over 5 million chickens, chickens, a recent match. (laughs) Okay, was that necessary? Uh, Following an outbreak of bird flu in his Iowa egg factory. They're saying, hey, that's terrible, and I'm protesting. It's bad, and it needs to stop, that sort of thing. How did she even get there? I think she paid for a ticket. I'm always she amazed, though, down. people just can wander onto the court. Well, at, a ba- at a basketball game, it's probably easier than a lot of other venues. I mean, because you're right there up up against it. I mean, Longer, as long as you're in the lower section, yeah, it is... I mean, it's just stairs down to the floor, and then there's a few people you can just shimmy but on. Then you, by. you get, you go onto the court, and you glue yourself to the court. You got some, you know, you know, gorilla glue, whatever. You put it on your wrist, boom, down, and there you go. Fighting for the rights of the chickens, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Who got charged with the timeout? Nobody. Again, there was one picture, player, with the Timberwolves looking down, like, what are you doing? <laughs> What is it? What is this supposed to prove anyway? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> now, see, if they would have started playing that over the PA, that would have been outstanding. Does anyone really like the chicken dance? Oh, I listen to that every day on the way home. No, you don't. Sure, I do. But if it's at a wedding, are you going to get up and dance to that? No, I'm not. As the wedding DJ, Robin said, you got to go with the chicken dance every time. Well, it works. (laughs) Fills up the dance floor. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
Maybe it does. After that, YMCA, Boot Scoot and Boogie? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, I'll dance to Boot Scoot and Boogie. I was going to say, you line dance? You can't forget friends in low places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that, one of those. That usually does well, too. That's like after the grandparents leave the wedding reception. Mm-hmm. People are a little bit more tipsy. I don't know, man. You go old-time rock and roll. I, I'm going back to the 90s when I mm-hmm. wedding DJ'd. Yeah, that one works. That's now a, you got everybody up. That's when you got the old guy that does the running man dance where he just runs in place. <laughs> <laughs> like, he really can't dance. He just runs in place. <laughs> It's my favorite. My gosh. You got your top three stories of the day? Yes. All right. The Scott Robbins trifecta. And a news update. And who proposes to a woman while she's naked in the tub? Oh, my. All coming up right now. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, David Van Camp news update before we get to the trifecta. Uh, trigger warning. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, uh, the CDC has decided that they are not going to lift the travel mask mandate with airplanes, trains, etc. cetera. Uh, they're going to actually extend it another 15 days. Hey, can't be too careful, right? Well... Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, science's See, only begotten the son. Alert right here. Yes. The, There's some of us that hear the voice. Here we go. Science incarnate. Dr. Anthony Fauci was on MSNBC and was uh, asked by Andrea Mitchell, <laughs> why only 15 days? Given the fact that we're still seeing okay. the surge in Europe, uh, we're still seeing the effects here in the Northeast, why only 15 days? <laughs> Well, I think, uh, Angie, because it's a moving target and we really want to see what the pattern is here in the United States, I think making a decision for April 18th, uh, I would agree that we really do need more time. It isn't like things are static. Things are moving. We're seeing an increase throughout the country. We're seeing it more so in certain cities and certain regions than others. And until we get a really good handle on it, I think it's prudent. Of course you do. Can't take that guy anymore. How does he still have a job? That's tax day, too, by the way, ironically enough. I'll probably say this every time he comes up. I hope it all gets found out. Everything that we already know, that it will actually have to be covered by legacy media. How he lied to people. What he has his hands in. All of it. I just hope it all comes out. Why does Andrea Mitchell, why do I feel like she's rooting for more time? Because she is. Okay, yeah. thank you. She's right thank there. You. She's the one person in America who's like, 15 more days is not enough. Right. Everybody else is like, what the hell? Why are we doing 15 more days? Did he say Andrea or did he call her Angie? Angie. Sounds like he said Angie, yeah. He's been well, hanging. Well, I think uh, Angie because it's a movie. He did call her Angie. Yeah. He's been hanging out with Biden too much. <laughs> Or chewing the fat with Alan Greenspan. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, you ready for your big three of the day, Mr. Robbins? Yep. All right, let's do this. Roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Who would have guessed that guy, I'm just seeing it right now, that was arrested in New York for the subway shooting, uh-huh. would have had nine prior arrests in New York and three in Jersey. No, no way. Who would have guessed that? Really? No way. <laughs> Unbelievable. So counseling didn't take? <laughs> Counselors must have been wearing the wrong sweater vest. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, Okay. Scott Robbins trifecta. Mm-hmm. His top three stories of the day always helped. I'm Bye. Casey Kasem. Yes. Hi, buddy. Top 40 hero, Casey Kasem. Scott. You're my pal. Yeah. I'm ready. All right, good. Three. Uh, number three, Gen Z and millennials are choosing to be jobless over working for a company they don't like. Uh, yeah, they seem to be, now I'm just reading the article here, demanding a work-life balance. They don't just want flexible work hours and environments. They want to work for companies that align with their own personal beliefs and values. And until you do, I'm not working for you. Is that the way it actually reads? Young people, young people want to bring their whole selves to work, which is reflected in their determination not to compromise their personal values when choosing an employer. Businesses, you need to rethink your approach. To attract us and retain us, or we're going to quit and do nothing. <laughs> Can I ask something? I, 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 as, as the millennial on the show, and you know, yes, I, I yes, like to right poke ahead. fun at millennials as well, yeah. my fellow millennials. But when you say young people, it's like millennials, some millennials are turning 40 this year. So That's true, David. Yes. I, They're younger, Scott. It's <laughs> Well, everybody's younger than me. So is it, is it more of a, like, on the very, very tail end of the millennial generation or are you really talking I about believe so. you would be more of an expert on this than me i think the i think the millennial thing is starting to go by the wayside because a lot of millennials are you know in their 30s and now approaching 40 i, I just can't believe we're sitting here talking about this like i'd rather not work than do a job that i'm i'm opposed to the company I didn't see the whole story. I saw it on the news crawl yeah. earlier today, and it was, if I remember right, millennials. Rather be unemployed. unemployed half of mm-hmm. them. Rather be unemployed than, yeah. than unhappy in a job. That's well, incredible. Aren't you unhappy when you don't make any money and you can't live? Well, that leads me to believe there's no fear of that. Oh, yeah. So there, there's your answer. You can either go <laughs> home and live with mom and dad, or you can live off the government dole or whatever. Here's the other thing to keep in mind. This is a global survey. So you're also yeah. talking to a lot of younger people in countries that do have massive social safety nets. Yeah, I suppose. But that's actually an option. Oh, yeah, like Denmark. Yeah. A lot of... Well, lot I want to apologize country. to the hardworking millennials like David Van Camp. He already knows he's not one of them. I don't want to throw him under the bus along with the rest of them. There you go. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Very nice of you. Two. Uh, a mom beat up a youth baseball umpire. Yeah, this was after a game. You know, Jamie, you attend a lot of youth baseball games. Your son plays. Mm-hmm. Seen him play a few times. Occasionally, there can be some verbiage back and forth between an umpire and the parents. You know, you've heard it. It happens, right? Oh, sure. You yeah. hear it all the time. Go yeah. on, Blue. Is yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. You know, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, exactly. Well, uh, this woman, a 10-year umpire veteran, yeah, uh, Phyllis Moore, was uh, filling in for a friend of hers who called her and go, hey, can you do this? I'm not feeling well. She said, okay. 
So she started, started taking this verbal abuse from a woman. And she kicked her out of the game. She threw her out. So they came and got her and escorted her out to the parking lot. Right. Where she laid in wait until after the game was over. Oh, buddy. So then because these, is it true? I saw mm-hmm. one version, and it said she was, like, cursing. Yes. And these are, like. Ten-year-olds. Yes. Ten-year-old you girls. Yeah, you're going to get booted, please. Yeah, so uh, police say she was laying in wait, and that's where Kiera Nichelle Thomas punched the umpire, Ms. Moore, in the face. The attack left her with bruising, abrasions, and a huge black eye. I saw the picture. Yeah. It's brutal. Now comes the best part. In the mugshot, you will notice, I'm holding it up to the camera here, on her T-shirt is emblazoned Mother of the Year. Yes! <laughs> Standing up for what's right, man. You cannot, oh you cannot make that up. No. The Mother of the Year is punching out a female mm-hmm. umpire after the game. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, the umpire was blowing calls, man. It's just awful. Got to get right with your kid, right? <laughs> when something like that happens, holy smokes, man. Just automatic month in jail. <clears throat> There you go. Right. right Automatic. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, we'll All right. solve that problem. Trifecta top three stories mm-hmm. from Mr. Robbins, and I think. And finally. Oh, yeah. We're ready for one. Yeah. Uh, don't call them groomers. A teacher has her students pick a pronoun pin every time they go into class, and we're they not talking a big about bowl high school. And they just pick a pronoun pin out. Um, this was, and by, by the what? way, these videos are everywhere right now. This teacher sounds a little bit disappointed when she reveals that some of her preschoolers pick the same gender pin to wear every day. But she brightens up. Preschool? Yes. When she announces some of them, mix it up a little. She also uses literature, of which there is a staggering amount to teach about diversity, which she says is her favorite subject. I'll let the preschool teacher explain. Hi, my name's Az, and I'm a preschool teacher. So my classroom celebrates diversity. It's probably my favorite thing to teach. We usually use kids' books to talk about this kind of thing. Recently, we started wearing pronoun pins, and the kids get to pick a new pronoun pin every day. We have some that pick like she, her every single day, and we have some that change it up. So diversity is really important in my class. So I recently realized that there's a whole lot of really amazing figureheads and people to look up to in this world who aren't white or straight or male or have what have you. And that we should learn a little bit more about these people. There you go. Teacher, yes. It's not It's not happening Fantastic. in kindergarten appreciation. It's not even happening, so why the law? No, you guys are making it up. Wow. And there you have it. Man, thanks for that. Yeah. How about days of the week? Learn how to write their name. Numbers. pictures of their favorite animals. Finger painting. Whatever. Playing tag on the playground. No, it's indoctrination. Try to indoctrinate you into our religion. By the way, the no, teacher, for her kid. part, is described as non-binary. Really. Herself as Attention non-binary. seeker. There's no such thing as non-binary. Well, you're triggering people. By no, saying it, that, David. that's somebody I who know. wants to feel special, but doesn't really want to commit to being trans. Right. No, I'm just non-binary. Whatever. Who hires these people? That's a great question. I mean, I guess that doesn't come up. No. I'm guessing that's not something you can talk about in the job interview. But yet they can go teach it to your kid. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Exactly. Talk about a freaking joke. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mentioned somebody getting proposed to while naked in the bathtub. That was Jennifer Lopez. That's how Ben Affleck proposed with the green ring. So she's in the uh, in in the bathtub with all the bubbles, and he comes strolling in with his his box, and inside the box is the green mm-hmm. ring. I, I don't know if it was in a box, Scott. Mm. That part I don't know. Did he loofah her back uh, first? I, that I don't know okay. either. <laughs> Any other questions you want to ask? No, that I obviously that, don't I, have the freaking answer I to. Don't, I don't know. The reason I bring this up is it seems like some ladies would have a problem with that, especially in this day and age where the engagement ask has got to be like a big deal. That's just like, okay, she's yeah. in the tub. Hey, will you marry me? But she loved it, apparently. So, yeah, of course, yes. She, she was speechless. Well, she said it was that nothing fancy at all, times. but it was the most romantic thing I could have ever imagined. Okay. All right. This time it's going to work, by the way. Nah. He's on the sauce in six months. I gave it a couple of years. But did we decided we weren't going to bet on that. It's nah. probably a bad taste. Yeah, don't don't want to bet on somebody's sobriety, but... Oh, and here, from earlier in the show, I mentioned a divorce lawyer said there are top jobs to avoid in a spouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't me that's saying this. I just want you to know that. Don't get ticked off at me. I just thought it was interesting. And this person is claiming, hey, I'm I'm just saying from all my years of doing this, when I got into the job, people said in divorce cases, watch out for these jobs. These guys have these jobs. It's going to be really, really difficult. It, well, here's a clip of her. The top five professions of husbands that women should avoid in no particular order. Fireman, police officer, military, surgeon, and pilot. If you look at these professions, what do they all have in common? The men in these professions, they're gods in their profession, right? They are treated with a tremendous amount of respect, and they have a lot of responsibility. And they tend to be very narcissistic and very controlling. Now, the clip that they put out there is the one where she doesn't give all the other, hey, listen, I'm not saying don't marry one of these people. There are obviously a ton of great military guys and firemen and cops and everything else. It's just what she's seen through her days as a divorce lawyer, that these are the toughest ones. So then somebody asked her, well, hey, well, it got to work the other way, too. What about women? Yeah. She said a stay-at-home mom, the toughest. And the reason she gave, at first, you're a little surprised, or at least I was. Yeah. Said, well, stay-at-home moms tend to go for broken a divorce because they're worried about the kids and know their own financial security is at oh, risk. I see. I mean, you're fighting for your family at that point. Yeah. So that makes a little bit more sense. I don't feel good ending there. You got time for one other thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sort of a feel good? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear about the race car driver who was blinded in an accident 10 years ago, just broke the world record for fastest speed in a car driven blindfolded? Wow. Why was he blindfolded if he was blind? To make sure. Well, to make sure he wasn't, you know, pulling a Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's not really blind. and yes, he is. The fan cam philosophy. I know. But the, the audio of it, I thought, was just Well, how could you be really scared? Cool. You really don't know how fast you're going. So You can feel it. He's tromping you, on the accelerator. You don't think you could feel that for real? Well, I suppose you could feel it, but... Here, 
this is what it sounded like when he was told he broke the speed record. Today you hit a speed of 211.043 miles per hour. He's getting like audio cues of where to turn, stuff like that. Holy smokes. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. But that was pretty neat. All right. Got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's news. Good one today. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the suspect in the uh, Brooklyn subway shooting has been arrested, and I, I'm seeing video of him being taken into custody, and where the hell did they get the 5'5 five five from? I just said that. They said he was 5'5". Five five. That dude's easily six six feet. Well, he well, looks a lot bigger. Unless the cop and the other dude next to him are five foot three. Well, when he gets off the curb and onto the ground, he's standing next to an explorer, and his head is over the top of the explorer. Yeah, I, that may have been a mistake. Five. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, he's what? not five five. It's going to be interesting as more details comes out, and then how this is handled by Legacy Media. Are we going to I talk bet. about the fact that the guy had a huge criminal rap sheet? Are we going to talk about that? How he talked about killing, well, white people, a lot of white people? Yeah. Eh, probably Maybe. not. We'll see. All right, let's get the Nimrods. Roll it out. Anytime. Oh, damn it, this is too hard. The Thank dumb you. get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news starting Daytona Beach. David Stover is 57, loves Wendy's. Apparently doesn't like paying full price. Friend of his used to work at the local Wendy's, gave him a discount, but they're not there anymore. So he didn't have the hookup. So, well, he started posing as a DEA agent. Well, discount. <laughs> it didn't work well for him. He's in some trouble. And a Domino's Pizza delivery guy stole a family's cat. Hey. They got the cat back. The look of terror. Yeah. It's okay. And that's Nimrod's in the news.